It's the Renthal Reaction Show for breaking moto news, hot topics, and moto by the minute. Well, people, the news dropped tonight. It is 5.49 p.m. Pacific. News dropped tonight. The Star Racing Monster Energy Star Racing team signed Malcolm Stewart to a 450 deal for 2021. And when that happens, we get on the Renthal Reaction podcast and talk about it and uh, plenty to break down when it comes to this decision for sure. Renthal.com, you know the grips and you know the bars and you know the chains and the sprockets. Uh, Company has been around forever and they've been producing championships all over the world. Over 222 U.S. titles, over 213 world titles, more than all the other competing brands combined. And when you count the Canadian ones, oh boy, they start getting deep. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. The Fat Bar 36 came out uh, in January. Kenny Roxon used it to win some supercrosses. Uh, Eli Tomac used the Renthal Twin Wall Bar to win uh, the 450 Supercross Championship. Adam Cincirillo uses Renthal product out there, crushing it with that. And uh, whether it's uh, Honda, Kawasaki, or whatever it is, Renthal.com will have you covered. they got a super cool chart on their website to look at bar bend, and you can compare and contrast the different bends and pick which one's for you. So, yeah, lots of things going on with the folks at Renthal. To break down Malcolm Stewart's signing and more, it's uh, Renthal's own Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? How are you? What's up, Steve? I am uh, I am reacting. I'm. I, I was surprised by this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's get into that I, a little bit. Uh, uh, lots to talk about when it comes to this. Uh, we are, by the way, this is my fourth podcast today. Not all heroes <laughs> wear capes, so I want you people to really appreciate this one as well. Uh, so I am. Uh, I've been very busy today, along with a, with a long mountain bike ride where I use my Renthal mountain bike bars. So, uh, oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, lots to talk about. Hey, Renthal coming stock on the Intense Taser MX. Did you have anything to do with that? Did you know about that? A, a Renthal stem. And a rental bar, like a big deal for you guys. I mean, yeah, I guess I, I knew a little bit about it. I have I had zero to do with it. We okay. have um we have a really uh we have a gentleman that's very good at his job that's based out of England that manages all of the cycling mountain bike side. So I basically only talk to him when we have some dis- distributor crossover or if I have some moto guys that want some some mm-hmm. cycling product like like this Steve Mathis guy. Yeah, yeah, and and this guy, whoever this guy is, talked me out of going to a carbon bar to an aluminum bar for my yeah, bike. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his name's Ian Collins. Oh, he is he's... very very where uh well versed in the mountain bike world. Um he knows the rental oh. product line very good and we yeah, we broke down what type of riding you do out there yes. in the desert. Yes. Yep, yep. And we picked the best product for what for what you you're doing. So yeah. um so, yeah, and, hopefully you're off to the races. And when it comes to the Intense Taser MX, uh, don't worry, people. We'll talk Malcolm Stewart, but this is e-bike stuff. It gets me very <laughs> excited. Uh, you guys could have sourced, you know, a regular size uh, stem, but oh, no, it's the oversized one with the oversized bar, 35 millimeters. So, yeah, it's it's high-quality stuff on there. So, come start. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a, premium, uh, a premium product offering that Intense has there, and, and I like what they did in partnering with Moto Brands because mm-hmm. that bike was – is going to be sold in power sports shops so they wanted products and brands on there that the power sports customer would would um would notice and recognize right all right let's get into this uh malcolm stewart was monster star yamaha for 2021 now around loretta's there was lots of talk of this happening malcolm was telling people he wanted to ride for star you know we knew at that time the 450 yamaha effort was going to go over to star 
Lots of talk around Loretta's about this, and I'm sure you you heard it and we talked about it. And it had gone kind of gone quiet. And I talked to a source over there uh, not that long ago, and they said they were not sure on the third guy yet for a 450. Uh, maybe he was uh, you know playing coy with me, but it seemed like he was being truthful. They didn't know. Uh, so then, boom! Now uh, October twenty eighth, Malcolm Stewart signed with the team, and as you said, it kind of not that you know, like I said, we'd heard about this, but yeah, this the timings uh, came out of nowhere. Yeah, like what you said, it just it, the talk got a little quiet, right? So that's why I was surprised today when when we learned about this. But yeah, um, I think it started back at the amateur race for Loretta Lynn's is when they all probably started talking, and you know, while I am. I was shocked to see it. It 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 makes sense on so many different mm-hmm. levels, right? So so the, the 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 450 Yamaha team has gone away. All the money and assets and team and sponsors and all those all that money has just now rolled over to Star Yamaha, and a lot of the costs that go into running a team are kind of already paid for, right? Your facility, your building, your semi, your your you know tools and your equipment in the shop a lot of the assets to go racing are already paid for so i think that new money can go a long way um and the other part of it is i don't know that this the the our the malcolm signing is is for a lot of money really because this to me is the only place he could go because uh the seven gear deal i think there that's that's been a talking point and a sticking point with him i think for many places i think he would probably already be on rocky mountain ktm um, yeah. if it wasn't for the gear thing. Yeah, so just to be clear, he can wear seven gear. The 450 guys can make their own deals there. Now, it sounds like Dylan and Aaron will be in Thor, right? Did you, I mean, Aaron for sure, but I've heard Dylan signed with Thor. Um, yep. So they're in Thor just like the 250 team, but that's a separate deal. So 450 guys can make their own gear deals. Malcolm will stay in seven. And uh, I talked to somebody very high up at Yamaha, and yeah, there is, um, you know, Sergio uh, Avante was hired uh, this year or last year uh, as an engineer. He, he went over there. And he's gone. Jim Perry's gone. Dino Dan's gone. And this person at Yamaha that's still there basically told me, "Look, it's their show. We'll 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 give them information. And we'll give them support. But you can't deny the success that Star Yamaha has had." And so you're absolutely right when it comes to cutting. I mean, all of those salaries are gone. And Yamaha itself, uh, while supporting Star with information, isn't supporting them with you know staff and technical technical support as far as that goes. So. Everything's in Star's corner, and that maybe allowed some 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 money to be freed up. Yeah, yeah, and Yamaha as a as an OEM as a corporation, they they participate in every every category of power sports, right? You, ATV, UTV, and and street and and off road, and uh, I know I'm missing some, but uh, they, they have watercraft they, and and pianos and stereo stuff and e bikes and yes. drums. Yeah, like <laughs> so, like they're participating everywhere, and um, I think they were well positioned for the the bumpy kind of 2020 that we've had as far as how business completely stopped yeah. in, in April, in March and April. And then it's been this huge boom and, and all retailers are sold out of things. So when you have a product in all those categories, you're experiencing the, you know, it can go really bad, but it can also go really good too. So I think as an OEM, they, they have, they're probably in a better position than, than mm-hmm. others, I think. And, um, and I think Supercross only is a is a key to this as well, right? So yep. Malcolm, we know, has always been looking for a Supercross only thing. And I think this fits because now he found a good home on good equipment. He can wear seven and it's Supercross only. And like like we said when we talked about the when we were reacting to Star's um, signing of Craig and Martin, um, 
I I personally think that Craig will go to a 450 outdoors. They'll still have three I, 450 I do too. outdoors. Yep, yep. If if everybody is healthy, right? And that and Craig getting off the 250 allows room for Thrasher to come up for outdoors. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, as you said. Um, Malcolm Stewart himself. I've told Roger Larson this, who works at Seven and is you know a bit of a career uh, advice advisor for Malcolm. I I think Roger and Mookie and and the parents have mishandled his career. Uh, I think he's missed the opportunity to start at Anaheim one twice. He's had fill-in rides. I know if this thing didn't come together, there was talk of teaming up with Tyler Bowers and doing a team, uh, a privateer team. Mookie has incredible, uh, tremendous skills. But, uh, you know, this Motor Concepts thing, it's a career best. And I know, Paul, that, you know, I don't know how much you know, but I know from the moment this season ended, he was not staying there. And, yes, Tony and Mike Genova are unique and they run a unique program. But you literally, and, and it's not a factory bike, but Malcolm literally had his best finishes ever. I don't know what went wrong. Neither side is talking much. But there was, he, he was out of there. He was never going back. And I and when you combine this with the, with the not racing Anaheims, the not doing outdoors, although he publicly says he's ready and willing to do it, all of his actions and all of Roger's actions state that they don't care about outdoors. And that's fine, but I, I, I don't like the misleading part of it um i think malcolm's career has been you know mismanaged i really do and i don't know what went on at moto concepts but it doesn't make any sense now having said that all of that this is as you said a perfect landing spot a very good bike a good team malcolm you know crushed it last year and this is about as good as you can get when you leave a team for no real reasons that we publicly know coming off your best finish this is a great landing spot yeah, I mean, it, it definitely all worked out in their favor this time, right? And I won't fully disagree with you on. Yeah, I was going to ask your, you how you think about my what you think about my my opinion there. Yeah, your your stance on on mismanaging his career. So, I mean, I think I agree with parts of that, and I think I honestly I think parts of parts part of that comes from who Malcolm is, right? He's 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 James Stewart's brother, so he's seen things that James have gone through his entire career, and James is the tip of the spear in our sport coming out of amateur ranks always highly touted right like like they have moved mountains to make james happy i mean i remember i've I've heard stories of cowie having to send the stewart's soap because they wanted you know they're like hey we got to wash these motorcycles we need simple green you that doesn't happen anymore nowadays right like i don't (laughs) think cooper webb is telling ktm hey i need soap to wash these bikes like so it's I think part of it is is that in that you know Malcolm has seen or Malcolm Roger the Stewart camp has seen um, you know the catering that has been done for James and and that's what I think what gives them the experience to push for really exactly what they want right. But, but he's not James. He doesn't win. He's he's barely got any top fives. It's it's yes. such a different yes. category to me. Like how could you expect that? Yeah. I'm aware, but yeah. I'm just saying that right. that I think has to have some some to do with it. I right. believe. The the not doing outdoors and doing a, James, a Justin Brayton style of stuff, which he's been on, that's great. I, I don't have a problem with that. I understand that. That that's an easier way to go than riding outdoors. But just don't come on and be like, "I'm ready to ride outdoors. I'm ready." Don't just just don't say that. Just don't worry about it. You know. So that part of it bugs me a little bit. But look, anyways, uh, again, had his best season ever, and just the team and him were just out of there at the end of the year. So. It's odd, it's strange, but it's Stewart's. So a lot of things are odd and strange with them when you go back to James's career. Now, uh, impact for, for Malcolm to do this on the Star Yamaha. 
I think uh, why not as good as he was this year, if not better, Paul? I'm I'm with you. I I think he's gonna be nasty good on that bike. Um, <laughs> right. I, I I I just think um, he's a big strong dude. I think we've seen that a big strong guy rides a Yamaha good. I mean the Yamaha's a great bike. You you uh, <laughs> you you can't stop raving about it. I've ridden it. You wrote it. I'm a yeah. And I'm a Cowie guy. And I I I have nothing bad to say about the Yamaha. It's a great motorcycle. I mean I would be confident spending my money on it on a blue bike or a green bike. And motorcycles are expensive and it's hard to make that much money. But um, I would be confident spending my money on that bike. And I think I think I think Mookie's gonna be awesome on it, man. Yeah. I think he's gonna be really really awesome on it. So as long as the star team can can handle 11 riders in their shop. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's a great signing and I think he's a guy that's going to be a pleasure to have on the team. I think he's going to gel well with Dylan and with, uh, with Aaron. I mean, I, I think him and Plessinger, Plessinger are already great friends. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a good fit. I think, and Mookie's a, a happy, a happy, you know, positive kind of bouncy guy to have on race day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I see, he, he's I see a so real, many good positives out of it. He's a really funny dude. He's really cool to talk to. He's outgoing. I love having him on the shows. You know, so yeah, yeah I think I think he'll brighten that 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 team up. And also, uh, let's face it. I mean, Star is not a spot that a lot of people look happy at. Uh, when you talk to sponsors, when you talk to media guys, nobody really hangs out there. Will Hahn is everybody's favorite. Will's a great dude, but. You know, I think with the whole Pulp Show stuff, that's that's kind of tainted them a little bit. Um, you know, now they're going to run the, a different truck for the 450s. That they're going to run the factory Yamaha truck, and uh, the, the the truck driver's going over there. Mookie's there. Aaron's over there, and I think this helps their their images a little bit. Like, look, that's a small small part of this. Like, who really cares yeah. who hangs out there? But I I think it helps. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think it's a great fit yeah. um, for for all the reasons we already we've already discussed and. And, you know, to circle back to the timing, there's one other thing that I, I think has played a factor in the timing, and that's Geico closing up their doors. Okay. So think about the the shared sponsors, 100%, um, or, or, or just sp- sponsors that were paying a lot of money to, to support Geico Honda, that now all of a sudden that money is available. 100%, Pro Taper, um, Decor Graphics, uh, I'm sure there's others I'm missing that were spending a lot of money to support that to support Geico Honda. And now mm-hmm. you have star Yamaha who's won titles every single year for the last however many years. They have four supercross winners on their team. They now have three two fifty champions on their four fifty team. I mean, the, they have a nice lineup and why wouldn't you want to commit more of your money that just kind of, you have nowhere else to market it. Why not jump on board with a Yamaha four fifty program? So I want to guess that some of that has helped this timing a little bit. Um, well, let me yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit. So, Re- Yamaha Monster Yamaha was a Renthal team, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, the 450 team. Yes. Yeah, the 450 team. So they're gone away. I was going to ask you if you've heard buzz about the 450 effort. Now, the 250 guys are locked in, you know, 100 percent, and and neck in, and, and whatever else they got going on. A v- vortex, vortex on the rear sprockets. Uh, vortex, I should say, on the rear sprockets. Uh-huh. Um, is that team open for bidding that you have heard? From from for for products and for for support that way, or are they going a two fifty direction? Um, I mean, I think they're going to stay very loyal to their partners that have okay. got them to where they're at. Um, it just, I would imagine every every deal is different, right? Maybe apparel is up, maybe bars and sprockets are up, maybe they're not. Who you know? What I mean, yeah, but, but you haven't heard anything I, for the through the grapevine. 
as far as what that. I do know, what I do know is that they want their sponsors to align. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, whatever parts are on the 450 or brands are on the 450, I think you're going to see the same on the 250. Got it. Got it. Um, now as far as the bike development, again, the person I talked to at Yamaha is basically telling me it's in their hands, you know, uh, all the things that Dino Dan has done and, and KYB guys and Sergio, uh, who's an engineer and really, really good with chassis stuff. That's out the window. Star is free to basically say, here's our race bike from the end of 2020 and, and go whichever direction you want. It's an odd bike in the fact that Aaron hasn't been 100% happy. Barsha, I mean, he's been all over the map. He's done well on it. But then they had Travis Preston ride it. They had Ryan Villapoto ride it. They, you know, they've had all this stuff going on. And it seems like, oh, they're really happy. They're really happy. The bike's great. And then the entire team sucks balls at Salt Lake City for seven races. Uh, and then we're back to outdoors and everything's good. And then RV's riding it. So the long question to this, Paul, and you've been a, a basically a factory mechanic with the Pro Circuit guys and won a championship with Dino, is like, what the hell are they going to do to the development of the bike? Is it, and is it going to make a difference? Is it going to be better? Worse? What, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, I mean, I think they're in a good position, you know, they're, because I just don't see it becoming worse. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, and, and again, there's an aura about being on a team or being around a team that is used to winning and, and expected to win. So, like, I felt that when I went to Pro Circuit, and it gives everybody on the team confidence, the rider the the mechanics the staff when when you win so much and you continue to expect to win your level is is different and and granted when you come off the track and you get third like you know when i was at pro circuit you come off the track you get third in 2011 we don't care like <laughs> yeah yeah third big, i mean in 2011 we were getting pizza to the shop every single monday we yeah. we won every single outdoor we won a whole bunch of supercrosses so i mean that's kind of how where star has been they they have won a lot and I think that's that just, uh, um, you know, that that maybe call it placebo effect, call it whatever you want. I think that is going to translate to be a positive for their 450 team. Now, granted, it still comes down to the technicians and their ability to, be, to develop the bike. Um, it is a lot harder to develop a 450 than it is to develop a 250. You know, when you're at the test track, you're you're searching for seconds on a, on a 250. But when you're on a 450, you're searching for tenths. Yep. Um, it's, it's very different. So, um, there will be a learning process. I still am going to stand by my statement that I think the biggest learning process for star racing is going to be having so many riders, so many engines, Mm -hmm. so many motorcycles, so many staff, multiple semis. That's going to be the hardest thing. Cause I, I lived through it at pro circuit myself when, when we had a 450 team, um, and that's the, that's a tough part. So, but again, I think, I think the confidence that the riders will have in the staff, you know, developing the bike. And I think the staff over there is good at translating rider comments into actual real changes on the motorcycle too. It's uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I had somebody from Geico tell me that they were talking about the star situation and, and they kind of echoed what you said, but they told me that, yeah, man, it seemed like every time one guy's motor went, a bunch of guys' motors went, and you were either riding the wave of having no problems and everything working smooth, or you were in the shit. That's basically what they said. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you were, you were just. It was like a just a a shit show of issues, and then you would clear them up, and then it would last for a little while, and it's right back to you know. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's little things like that can snowball in a great way, and they can snowball yeah. in a wrong way too, right? So if like you know when when you start out the first coast, and whether that's west or east, what have you, and your guys sweep the podium or you go one, two automatically. I think the guys that are going to be riding and racing and starting the next coast 
automatically that puts them in a better situation. They're like, hey, like the work that we're doing in the offseason, look what so-and-so and so-and-so just did. They just went one-two at Anaheim or what mm-hmm. have you. I think that yeah. all helps, right? But then when you have this huge team and it doesn't go right, and then there's the chatter at the test track, and this rider tells this rider, ah, man, yeah, my bike's doing that through there too. It snowballs quickly through the entire team. And then before you know it, you have 10 riders all on the same bandwagon about the same stupid thing that may be a problem or may not. But <laughs> It may not even be an issue, right? <laughs> It it may not, but that is the things that happen and and you go through on a race team. So, um, yeah, that, like I said, I think the, the, the biggest challenge for the blue guys, I think next year is just going to be the, the huge amount that their, their, their team It's it's enormous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be, uh, Jeremy Coker's going to manage the 450 effort. Will Hahn's going to stay with the uh, 250 guys. So they're going to, they moved up a mechanic to be Coker's spot as a crew chief. Um, Mm -hmm. and I believe, uh, um, That's cool. Yeah, and I believe um, uh, Dylan's mechanic, uh, Adam, Aaron, Adam, shit, Adam uh, is going to stay. Is going to go up with with, uh, with Dylan, obviously, and, and stay with him. So, and I I saw Jeremy's mechanic from Geico went over to Star with him, yep. Derek Dwyer. So he's a good dude. I know him and, a little bit. So and that's cool. Jericho has been hired for Craig. Oh, cool. You know Jericho? He was he at Rocky Mountain? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very good guy. Right on. So very good hard worker guy. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think their yep. team's big, right? They got three 450 guys now. They have five 250 pro guys, and they have three amateurs. So we got a large team. Yeah, eleven I was, guys. I was talking to somebody. Um, I was talking to somebody who shall go nameless, but it rhymes with Schmil Schmon. And he was like, "I don't know, dude. I don't know why everybody's saying we got all these guys. We got the same amount of guys we've always had." I, I, and I'm like, "What?" And then we started going through them, and he was just like, "Well, you know." Um, you know, Ty is gone, but we added Craig, and you know we've always had Thrasher and Romano and Fry. You know, and I'm like, okay, but they're now they're pros, though. You got more work to do, but I, I just let them yeah. win the. You're argument. missing LeBlanc still. Yeah, I, well, whatever he said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about so? Uh, okay, so we all think Malcolm Stewart's going to crush it. We, this is a good move for the team and for Malcolm himself. Yep. Yeah, but when when we say crush it, what do you mean on paper? Mm, yeah, top fives, right? Top fives. Yeah, I mean, I think yep. I think. Mookie was a, a clear top 10 guy, right? He oh, got, yeah. I don't know how many top fives he got. Did he get one podium last year? Um, Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? No, no, I, I don't. he got one in, did he get one in Solid City? God, he they, won a heat race. They all run together. Uh, they de- He definitely won a heat race. Let me let me look here and see. But um, he was better than he'd ever been, uh, no doubt about it. More top fives than he, he only had one or two top fives going into the year, and he uh, he smashed that record. So that, that part was good for him. Um, so yeah. I guess my question to you is on paper, does he, does he improve? No, I don't think he improves. I think that MCR Honda was really good and it worked well in a 450 class. You don't need, you know, elite equipment. Um, so I don't know about improves, but can we say he stays the same or no, we got a fourth, the final round, uh, no third, okay. but he did win a heat and all of that. Um, he got three top fives in Salt Lake in the seven races. Um, so yeah, I think. Right around where he is, right? Uh, I'm assuming he's going to work with Swanee Pool, which he's done for the last few years, and now Swanee's part of that team, so he's going to keep up on his training, which has always been not always been, but has been an issue for him in the past. Um, so yeah, I just think more of the same, which is very very good though. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He had a he had an awesome season. I think he accomplished one of his main goals was which was to do 17 races. He's never done that before, and and I think you learn a lot by lining up and racing every single race all year long. So. Yeah. 
Um, I honestly think that he checked himself a little bit throughout the year to he make sure he, no. achie- he achieved that goal. Yeah, he admitted it. Yeah, he admitted it for sure. There was none of this blazing fast Mookie through the whoops and just you know all that. I think breaking your leg will will do that to you, right? So right, yeah, yeah. So so I mean, yeah, I don't look for him to take a step backwards at all. I, I think he's going to be pretty much the sim- same similar guy. And 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 even if he does improve a little bit, I think you got to say it's going to be similar because the class is getting harder too. Yeah. Like with sex with Sexton and Ferrandis entering the fray. I mm-hmm. mean, those are two guys that I would expect to. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Mookie beats them or not, but yeah. they're going to be, they're going to be in the mix. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, Renthal.com. Please check them out for all your handlebar mm-hmm. needs, your sprocket needs, chain needs, grips. As I've said, the ultimate compliment for Renthal is when they came out with gray grips, nobody had gray grips, and it was the weirdest thing ever. And they came out with gray grips, and then now everybody else has gray grips. It's the ultimate compliment. Yeah. It's the ultimate compliment. It, it, you know, that's that's a topic that we speak about internally quite a bit. Is 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 do we as the brand of Renthal have the power to to do this or change this in the industry? And, and I think you know another example of, and it's about grips too, is when we came out with the the Kevlar grip in that yellowish kind of color that yeah. a lot of our customers at the time, you know, I learned this is, this is again, before I worked at rental, but I've learned since, since I've been, since being there, a lot of our customers like, Hey, nobody's going to buy that grip. And, <laughs> and sure enough, now it's, it's one of our best sellers. So, so yeah, um, hey. we consider that in, in all our kind of things that we're working on and things that we're working on now is, is like, Hey, if we change this or do this because we believe in it, we know it's better is the, is the consumer going to accept it? You have so. to ask Reese, but I also believe the cleaning grooves on a sprocket were nowhere to be found until Renthal started it. I'd have to ask him that. Yeah, yeah. that's a uh, that's uh, a long one back, yeah. a long, a dated one. But yeah, I'll, I, I'll ask him about. I'm pretty grooves. sure when it came out, it blew everybody's minds. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it, and then it continues, and then it, people have that now. So um, the industry follows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Renthal.com, Malcolm Stewart signing with Monster Star Yamaha. Anything else, Paul? No, just um, okay. just I'm excited. Um, I think it's going to be. Cool. I'm I'm happy for Mookie that he found a good spot, and then yeah, more good silly season stuff to to chat about. Yeah, I think Monday is the Barsha news, so maybe we'll get back on the horn and and, just, and break that down a little bit. So sounds good. All right, Renthal.com for more information. Please check them out. As I said, cool little bar chart on there as well. And uh, Paul Parabinos from Renthal.com. Thanks, buddy. See ya.